1: way we ought to respect those who are older here he's talking about Timothy as a leader respecting those who are older than him to come alongside them and to encourage them this is applicable for all of us we need to be careful how we approach those who are older than us he says do not rebuke an older man but exhort him as a father and he says younger men as brothers Pride
0: and selfishness are probably some of the more commonplace sins that we deal with, and it can often come out in a lack of love and respect for those around us. Pastor Eddie will share some good instruction from Paul's letter to Timothy regarding how we should treat the elderly and widows in our circles. Loving God and loving our neighbor is only possible if we lay down our lives and let Christ shine through us. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 5. As he begins his message, Treatment of the Elderly and Widows.
1: Well, in our last study we looked at first Timothy chapter four we looked at verses 12 to 16 and where the Apostle Paul uh, admonishes young pastor Timothy to be strong in the ministry to take charge of the ministry and to lead the ministry and Paul with that gave Timothy uh, I think about eight commands in how to do that how to minister in the house of God and now we find ourselves in first Timothy chapter five and we going to look at verses 1 through 16, verses 1 through 16. So let us read 1 Timothy chapter 5 verses 1 through 16. Paul writes, do not rebuke an old man, but exhort him as a father, young men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with all purity, honor widows who are really widows, but if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents, for this is good and acceptable before God. Now she who is really a widow and left alone, trust in God and continue in supplication and prayers night and day. But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. And these things command that they may be blameless... But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number, and not unless she has been the wife of one man, well reported for good works, if she has brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has relieved the inflicted, if she has diligently followed every good work. But refuse the younger widows, for when they have begun to grow wanton against Christ, they desire to marry, having condemnation because they have cast off their first faith. And besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and Busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Therefore, I desire that the younger widows marry bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. For some have already turned aside after Satan. If any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them. And do not let the church be burdened that it may relieve those who are really Widows. In verses one and two of First Timothy chapter five, Paul is going to write to Timothy regarding elders in the church. He writes about elders in the church. So it's the treatment of those in church in general, the those that are older, those that are of age, and even those that are younger. In verses three to sixteen, he's going to deal with the treatment of widows. And so we read our text. Let us now study it verse by verse. Let's look at First Timothy chapter 5 verse 1. Paul writes, Do not rebuke an older man. Do not rebuke an older man. If you have the King James Version, you'll see the word elder instead of older man. Elder is the Greek word for Presbyterios. And which means elder. It can either mean in the Greek, whether elder in a position in leadership of a church or elder in age. However, in context, this is dealing with an elder, one who is of age, one who is older. And so Paul tells him, do not rebuke one who is older. And that refers, he's talking to young Timothy, who has, who's a young pastor, probably in his mid 30s. And he's talking to all pastors, dealing with those who are older. The word rebuke here is epipleso, and it means to strike upon, to beat upon, to chase with words, to reprimand. Obviously, Paul is not telling Timothy, "Timothy, I'm getting word that you're kind of beating up the old people." Uh, that's not the case here. He's talking about, you know, how he's to approach those who are older than him in a respectable fashion, and so Paul commands. Young Timothy, who's a young pastor, and every pastor that in, the, in the church today to ex, who are exercising authority, exercise authority for those who are, are, are older than you. Remember in chapter 4, he tells Timothy, Don't let no one despise your youth. Don't let no one despise you because you're young. Because sometimes the older people will look, young, look down upon someone who's young and say, This person doesn't know what he's talking about. And so he said, Don't let that happen. But at the same time, do not, do not be disrespectful or not so much disrespectful. Do not rebuke or talk down to even one who is older to respect them. You know, respect for those who are older was a common value in the ancient cultures. Sadly, today, there's little or no respect for those who are older. I've seen it when I was young. I was always raised to respect someone who was older than me. But we live in a time where there's no respect for anything, for authority, more so for those who are older. And parents, if you have children today, raise them up, raise them up to respect those who are older than them. And this, this really starts in the family. If you have one or two, three children, you know, usually you start raising up the children where the younger always respect the older brother or the older sister. That's where it begins. It begins in the home. We live in a time where people are not respecting their elders. But we, you a Christian, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we are we are to be obedient to the word of God. This does not only apply to Timothy, it doesn't only apply to those who are in leadership, but it applies to each and every one of us. We should be known as a people we should be known to the world as a people who respect those who are older than us. So he says, "Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as what a father." So this respect is it's a respect as a father. But he said to exhort them. Now the Greek word for exhort is uh, parakaleo. Parakaleo is a compound word. Parakaleo. If you studied Greek a little bit, you've been with us for a while. Para, what it mean? It means to come alongside. Paralegal, paramedic, parallel parking. But it's to come alongside to strengthen, kaleo, to strengthen and to encourage. And so for the younger people, the way we ought to respect those who are older, here he's talking about Timothy as a leader, respecting those who are older than him, to come alongside them and to encourage them. This is applicable for all of us. We need to be careful how we approach those who are older than us he says do not rebuke an older man but exhort him as a father and he says younger men as brothers so older men as father younger men as brothers listen there are a lot of lot of brothers in the church there are a lot of people here yeah they may have brothers who are in the immediate family flesh and blood brothers but do they have a brother that prays for them, that encourages them, that fears God? And, and I can tell you, it's, it's much more important to have one that fears God, that comes alongside of you to encourage you, to strengthen you, to pray with you and for you. There are a lot of people here in the church that are looking for a brother in Christ, Accountability. This is what makes us different from any kind of organization or organism. This is what makes us different from the world is that we encourage one another because, ultimately, because of love. 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 That's why Jesus said in John chapter 13, verse 35, By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And they see how they... How you care for each other. Say, wait a minute. There's something special about you guys. You guys are more than friends. You really look out for each other like brothers. And you're not really related. It's because of the love of Jesus Christ. To the men, do not rebuke. Treat them as a father. To the younger men, treat them as a brother. And now he says in verse 2, The older women as mothers. So we are to treat the older women as mothers as mothers in the same way we're to have respect for the older man to treat him as a father with the older women as mothers we know many well we live in a world where people don't respect their mothers but for the most part many people do and if you're here this morning you know you love your mother you respect your mother you treat every woman that's older than you as the way you would treat your mother especially in the house of God. But it should be outside the house and inside the house. People, it's a testimony to the world. And then at the end of verse 2, he says, younger women as sisters, but with all purity. All purity is a word of caution here at the end of verse 2. It's a word of caution to the men to the older men when it comes to the women, the younger women in the house of God. They must be respected purity as a sister. And this is where we need to be careful and use wisdom. This is why I don't counsel women on my own. Either my wife is with me or if she has a husband, her husband comes along. And that goes for anyone in this house, even the leaders. We don't counsel women alone. You need to use wisdom. If a, if a young woman needs counseling, find another woman. I, I, I personally know women who don't like to talk to other women. Not that they are you know, want to only be around men, but they just find, I guess, more wisdom from, from men. We need to be careful, especially in the house of God. And we are to treat women as sisters with all purity. And we need to be careful when it comes to this counseling session. And it's one thing for sure in this house, in this fellowship, we're very uh, mindful of and very cautious of. And we set those standards. When I'm never alone, even with a child. It's sad to say I love children. I love, love, love children. You have no idea how many times I wish I could just, you know, maybe have John sit up here. Maybe I might do that and just give a class with the kids. I love the kids. I love kids. But because of the world we live in now, I need to be careful. No accusations. No one can say anything. Oh, Pastor Eddie, Eddie was always around kids. Hmm. You know, it's sad, but that's the world we live in. But we need to be careful. Here, we're talking about a family. The bottom line is that we're a family. We have each other. I got all my brothers, sisters, and me, right? That's the song. I'm not going to sing it. I don't know if that's the right word, but Anyway. We're family, and that's what it's all about. We care for one another. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, and this is more important to God than, believe it or not, your blood relatives. So we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We treat the elderly as our fathers and mothers. We treat those that are of our age or younger as brothers and sisters. We are the church of Jesus Christ, and the church of Jesus Christ is made up of brothers and sisters, not strangers, not friends. We are family in the house of God. You know, in Matthew chapter 12, when Jesus was speaking to a multitude, uh, his brother, the story happened when his brother, his brothers and his mother was outside seeking to speak to Jesus, but Jesus was busy talking to a multitude, including his disciples. A man comes along and says, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside. They, They want to talk to you. You know what Jesus' response was? In Matthew chapter 12, verses 48 and 50, it says, Jesus says, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and says, here are my mother my, and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. These words came out of the mouth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Creator. Who created families from the very beginning to begin with. And he created the family in the house of God. It We're binded together. We're related by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ is much greater than the blood of your relatives. You may have your family tree. You may have your genealogy. But it is the house of God, the family of God, that matters to God. And a matter of fact, Jesus carried that truth all the way to the cross. You remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross... And there stood the only disciple, John, and Mary and the other Marys. And what did he say as he hung on the tree, about to give up his spirit? In John chapter 19, verses 26, 27, it says, When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples whom he he loved, that's John, standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And it says, and from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. He cared for his mother. I have a question. Jesus had other half-brothers older than John. Why did not, Jesus did not say, hey, John, thank you. I appreciate you being my disciple. But, hey, mom, James, can you take care of mom? Judah, can you take care of mom? (laughs) Actually, he's Jude. His name is Judas, but the book of Jude, written by the half-brother of Jesus, is called Jude, so people won't confuse the word, confuse him from Judas, but his real name is Judas. So you see, John was 18 years old at this time. He began to follow Jesus when he was about 15. So Jesus entrusted his mother, not to his brothers. Why? His brothers doubted him. They'd, at that time, they didn't believe. And so he trusts his mother to one who believes. So when it comes to the house of God, we sit here and we need to change our way of thinking here. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think the more we have that in our head and the more we love one another, the more we we truly care for one another and pray for one another and care, you know, look out for one another. Because that's the way God sees it. That's the way God sees it. Jesus said, they will know you, You you're my disciples, by the love you have for one another. Listen, saints, family, this is a this, this is point for the world to see that there's something real about Jesus and his blood and his sacrifice, that he, the sacrifice he made on the cross because that's what binds us together. People need to see that. The world needs to see it because it's a testimony. When they see we're caring for those that are older, when we, we're caring for one another because they're like brothers or sisters in Christ, is a testimony, but ultimately it glorifies God. So that's verses 1 and 2. Paul addresses the issue of treating one another in the house of God. It's written to a leader, pastor, but it applies to every single one of us. Now, in verses 3 to 16, verses 3 to 16, 14 verses, it deals with the treatment of widows. The treatment of widows. He got to the point with the, the elderly and the brother and sister point, but now we're dealing now with the widows. And allow me to give you a little introduction. It's very important because in relation to the text before us, a widow obviously we know that is a woman whose husband has passed. She's now without a husband. A husband died. If her husband died, she had her children to care for her. In fact, in those days, in ancient time, it was Roman law. And Rome has a law that that requires children to care and support for their aging parents. It was a law of Rome. And that was back then. Now, in the ancient time, the primary purpose for women to marry, to marry was to produce children and heirs, to, to carry the family line. Of course, to be a wife to her husband. However, if a woman was barren, had no children, a husband died. The issue made it worse for her. So she's a childless widow, especially who's especially vulnerable, will endure double hardship with no husband to protect and provide for her, with no son to carry on the family name, with no children to care for her. Unlike today, there is insurance. There's government help. There's health aids. There's assisted living, nursing. All kinds of problems that are available to the elderly today. And yet, even with that, there are elderly people who are left alone, uncared for, vulnerable, taken advantage of. We need to pray for them. Be mindful of them. There was nothing for them in in, in Paul's day. No insurance. No. Medical health, no government assistance. Widows in those days were very lonely, looked down upon, vulnerable, taken advantage of. Now, the Bible has a lot. Listen, the Bible has a lot to say about widows, all the way from Exodus in the Old Testament to the New Testament in the book of James. And that's because God loves, cares, and is mindful of widows, and so should the church, So, so should you and I, believers in Jesus Christ, we must care for widows. In fact, God gave a commandment regarding widows in Exodus chapter 22, verse 22. The Lord said, you shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. God identifies himself as a champion of widows in Psalm 68, verse 5. It's I, a father of the fatherless, a defender of widows. He pronounced judgment for those who rob and exploit widows. In Isaiah chapter 10, verses 1 through 3, Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortunes which they have prescribed to rob the needy of justice and to take what is right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the followers. What will you do in the day of punishment? great punishment. We look at the day of judgment is going to include those who took advantage of widows and Malachi chapter three, verse five. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be swift, a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wages, earnings, and widows and orphans. That's the old Testament. Praise the Lord The early church We find in the book of Acts You know Put this quickly into practice In caring for widows There was an issue If you recall Hence That's what started The call for deacons James writing James chapter 1 verse 27 Pure and undefiled religion Before God And the Father is this To visit Orphans and widows In their trouble To keep oneself Unspotted from the world So visit
0: Pastor Eddie Panero has been digging into the book of 1 Timothy with us here on Running the Race. There's so much more to learn from this New Testament letter, but our time has come to an end for today. Before we go, we'd like to invite you to visit our website to hear more messages from Pastor Eddie. Head over to RunningTheRaceRadio.com. There, you'll also find a link to our podcast where you can subscribe to receive up-to-date messages each time they're available. If you're in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area, why not come be a part of our weekly worship service? We gather each Sunday at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. for Bible study, worship, and getting to know each other better. Find more information at RunningTheRaceRadio.com. If you're in a place of blessing due to this radio ministry and you'd like to know how you can partner with us, we'd gladly accept your support. Here's Jessica to tell you more.
2: Prayers for this ministry would be so appreciated. The opportunity for the lost to be reached over the radio is incredible. So please pray for our listening audience and that what's shared will alter people's lives forever. Another way you can support us is by prayerfully considering giving in a financial way. There's a lot of time and effort that goes into producing this program, and we're grateful for all who are willing to come alongside us to support the creation of each program. If you feel led to do this, you can find a Give tab at RunningTheRaceRadio.com.
0: We hope you'll join us again next time, right here on Running the Race.